0: Welcome in to another edition of Divorce Force Podcast. My name is Adam, and I'm very excited to introduce this next guest. He is a BDR at Okta Inc., Jair Williams. How are you doing today?
1: Hello, Adam. I'm doing well. Thank you. And how are you?
0: I'm doing I'm doing great. Doing great on this uh Saturday. And uh just to put it in perspective, you're over at Okta. Uh, for those who don't know, uh, tell us about that organization and how you got that opportunity.
1: Yeah, uh, so Okta is a company been around for about 10 years now. Uh, was actually founded by Todd and Freddie. They were VPs coming out of uh, Salesforce. Um, so, yeah, I mean, right now, Okta is the leader within the identity and access management space, um, helping... Organizations like the MLB, um, MGM, et cetera, with securing identities and and things of. Uh, I actually came across the opportunity from my buddy Talbot, who has been at Octave for about, I believe, eight, eight months now. Um, he kind of referred me and uh, helped me to uh, join on, and yeah, it's been a great experience for me so far. Uh, yep,
0: that's awesome. I love that. And and talk about your role. Uh, with uh, being a BDR. Uh, what has that experience been so far? And, uh, you know, talk about your day-to-day.
1: Yeah, I mean, being, being a BDR has been super helpful for me, I'd say. Uh, I was in a sales role previous to joining on to Okta, but it's, it's much more, you know, high level here for me, I'd say. I mean, um, on a day-to-day, I deal with inbound leads mostly and uh, I also do you know reach out to some some quota leads as well but my main focus is to just educate prospects on Okta and you know try to generate pipeline for AEs, etc. And yeah, you know, I'm I'm making cold calls day to day as well as some some uh warm rank calls as well as finding ways to prospect and, and and reach out to other customers as well, whether it be via email or LinkedIn or other creative messaging. Um, so that's kind of what I do on a on a, a um a day-to-day basis so far.
0: That's awesome. And how large is the BDR team and how many AEs do you work with? Uh
1: I, I believe our team has about twenty-three BDRs world worldwide or not sorry uh, countrywide here here in America about twenty-three and I don't work directly with AEs, so um, I kind of will toss up leads to them based on routing purposes. You know, based on size, we uh, break up segments and and um, and locations as well. But um, so yeah, I mean that's that is kind of one of the nice things about the BDR role is that I can work with AEs all across the country, whether they're accounts like Hitachi or um, you know, Google or they're working with small startups and, you know, mid market uh companies. So it is pretty cool to be able to work with all those different groups and experience all their pitches um, you know, throughout the weeks.
0: Yeah, yeah. And I can imagine uh so essentially what is your work quota look like, you know, on a ba- on a monthly basis or a quarter basis?
1: um our our quota is i'd say it's it's normally fairly aggressive um it's normally around uh you know 20s to to uh yeah maybe mid 20s so it really it, it really depends you know now obviously during covid uh it has lowered a little bit especially for the month of july because uh, of you know people are traveling taking time off trying to spend time with with loved ones so quota has has lowered a little bit but it's 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 normally uh pretty aggressive but i've been doing doing pretty well with it i mean i've been at octa for about four months now and going on five at at the start of august but i've been able to um overachieve on on quota and definitely see some great great um months so far yeah
0: that's awesome i love that and going back to working with uh, AEs you know across the U.S. and globally like so as far as setting meetings so you're setting meetings for AEs across multiple offices then that, is that right
1: yeah yeah yep that is correct man I'm actually setting meetings with AEs from the Washington D.C. office uh, from the office out in San Francisco as well as Chicago and uh, a bunch of other remote salesmen as well so have made some pretty great relationships and, you know, it's always nice to meet meet new people within the company that have different aspects, uh, to selling and, um, you know, having those conversations, uh, with them is super, is yeah. Yeah. It's been super helpful for me so far in my career at at Okta, I'd say.
0: That's awesome. And given the, the SDR, BDR relationship with the AE, how much do you communicate uh, with your AEs and is there like a certain number that that you set meetings for very often, or how like how do you attack making sure you communicate with the AEs, you know, across those different offices?
1: Yeah, I mean, it's working working remotely can be a little challenging, but the one thing that is pretty helpful with Octane, obviously, we are a, a tech company, so we are <laughs> pretty well in that. And <laughs> yeah, it's it is pretty easy to reach out to people. Um, that's actually one one of my favorite things about the company is that. Everyone seems to be a resource and is always looking to be helpful, especially those that have been in the company for a while and have seen it grow internally. So reaching out to those AEs and asking questions before meetings or even after to just debrief has been something that's helped me to learn and uh, grow so far. I mean, I really think that uh, they'll they'll always be open to just, you know, obviously chat over Slack or hop on a Zoom call, even, you know, take take personal calls as well, but... Um yeah, I mean uh for the most part I can I don't I wouldn't say that I set up meetings with with the same reps mostly. You know, I am kind of you know bouncing all all over mm-hmm. because sometimes with these with these inbound leads they can be coming from anywhere, you know, North America, Canada, whatever, even South America. And so with, you know, who's this meeting gonna go to this <laughs> time based on size and, and, and location. So yeah, it's it is pretty fun. Um, I'm definitely learning a lot about business and h- how it works, and how to you know speak to different different personas and stuff like that.
0: That's awesome. I love that. And given that you're handling inbound leads um, from multiple locations, what is your process like, or actor's process like, to making sure they hit uh, the time zones um, at a reasonable time?
1: Yeah, I mean, for me. Uh I, I really don't call prospects before eight AM and I really don't try to hammer them even before eight thirty. I mean I will sometimes put some dials on on people um around eight thirty to nine just because <clears throat> I'm mostly calling uh C-, C level personas and and um IT directors, et cetera, you know, CTOs and they're normally very busy and once they start to get into those meetings throughout the day it's it's pretty difficult to Get their time, and it can be kind of bothersome to even give them a ring, um, you know, just just midday. So I do try to try to call people on on the East Coast as soon as I get up, since I'm over here um, around eight thirty to nine. Definitely try to be conscious of, of their time zone, and then moving over to Central, all the way to the West Coast. You know, I'll I'll try to get up early, and that's something that I've seen that's helped me to be successful. Is I definitely get a lot of connects around that time of the day. Mm-hmm. Um, calling, calling in the uh, earlier hours, I'd say, based on these personas that I'm reaching out to.
0: Yeah. Yeah. I love that. And making sure. So how many dials um, are you doing a day? Like how, how are your daily metrics measured, um, you know, throughout mm-hmm. the day and throughout the week?
1: Day to day I'm probably making, uh, it, it really depends. A- anywhere between 50 one-off dials to like 75 and then Some days I will um, dial in other ways. You know, we use we use uh, Connect and Sell, where it's you know kind of Mm. dialing a bunch of prospects at once. So that'll (laughs) that'll yeah, uh, and that's always funny because you never know who's going to pick up. So it's kind of like oh, uh, quick quick talk track, right? Yeah, like out of the blue. So that's always pretty cool. Um, Sometimes that'll be or yeah, like that'll have me up in the hundreds for for dials that day. But it it really (laughs) depends. I, I, I do try to call my my um high high value talk as much as possible. So I will spend a lot of time working on like personalized messaging and making sure that I'm putting them in in sequences and emails as well. So uh, you know, they'll know that I'm I'm reaching out and they'll know why I'm trying to contact them. And it's funny, I was listening to the the podcast with Brandon Crawford from from mm-hmm. outreach and it was it was pretty cool to hear about him talking about his his day to day and you know kind of even hearing his his uh, sales pitch you know because outreach is a great product I'd say and it's it's mm-hmm. super helpful over here at Octa um, I definitely use it to craft and you know um, to create new new sequences to to toss over to prospects so yeah yeah it's definitely a great product and it's super helpful for us here
0: yeah yeah I love that and and talk about You know, as far as getting into sales development, um, you know, coming out of college, uh, you know, I didn't even know uh, sales development was, you know, was a thing. Obviously, they don't a lot of times uh, sometimes they don't tell you in school uh, all the options out there. But how did how did you come Mm -hmm. across sales development and what do you like most about, uh, you know, the sales development industry as a whole?
1: Yeah, that that's a very great question I mean coming out of school I mean if, if you asked me if I wanted to be in sales my freshman sophomore year I would have said no way <laughs> you know, I'm, I'm not looking to do that but uh, I mean I think that playing playing sports throughout school uh, definitely it definitely helps me in sales now and I think that um, being on a team and you know playing playing with teammates and building those relationships relates directly to sales so once I kind of found found out, uh, about, about this, this role and, you know, what it does for companies. I definitely was super, super, uh, intrigued by that. I mean, moving into my, my junior year is when I kind of, you know, finalized what I wanted to look into is as, as far as like work and that was going to be marketing at the time and still have a very big passion for marketing. And I think that, um, I kind of fell in love with it, just seeing how, you know, how companies portray what. Certain people to see it. I think okay. that just you know having that mindset is is really cool. Even you know watching commercials and seeing what what different companies yeah. are doing to, to draw attention is is is, is a really cool to me. So that kind of got me stuck into marketing my my junior year, and uh, actually had a really great teacher, Professor Shoemaker. She was super helpful for me uh, just learning about marketing. Took a, a bunch of different courses within the major, and moving on to like senior year. Uh, she actually helped me to think about sales and, you know, since I had maybe about three, four different classes with her by that point, you know, she actually drugged me into her office and said, Hey Jair, you know, you'd be great at sales. And I, first I was like, oh, I I really don't know. I mean, professor Hsu, I don't know if I can do it. I don't know if I'd like to do it. And, uh, yeah, so she kind of told me, Hey, you should just take this class. It's, it's called personal selling. Kind of, kind of um, touches on marketing as well, and that was kind of when I first learned about sales, and that was very, very, very helpful for me just to learn how sales ties hand in hand with with marketing. You know, you, you basically can't have one without the other. You can't obviously sales drives pipeline for all for all business, and then marketing makes sales even even easier okay. at um, at the end of the day. There, so yeah, I mean that was that was huge for me just being able to learn how to how to sell myself. And understanding um, how that kind of relates to selling a product and learning a business model and learning just how to have like conversations with with, with people. And she, she actually did a very good job in like within that class and kind of set up a structure where she would bring in old business professionals that she taught, and we we would do role plays. You know, I think we were actually selling them Xerox printers at the time, <laughs> so. Uh, so there'd just be like a big group of us sitting in the room and we would pitch them these, these, these products and just, you know, display product knowledge, have, have a conversation in front of others and, you know, try to get a meeting at, at the end of the day. And I kind of liked, you know, being uncomfortable, I'd say in that sense and trying something new. And I think that that's really helped me to, you know, look for a sales role coming out of school and, you know, kind of stick with that, even though, I'm still very passionate about marketing. I just love like the metrics and like the numbers within sales and knowing that, you know, I can, I can put my work in and see, you know, the fruits of my labor come after it. And that's kind of how I relate it back to sports as well. But, um, you know, coming first out of school, I was, I was looking to hop into a, a marketing job for sure. And there, it was just hard to find good entry-level marketing positions. You know, it's really not that easy to on, on like what you're looking for. So, uh, that kind of led me into coming across sales job jobs postings and got me started in selling at Agora Financial selling financial research um, It was definitely a very great starting point for me just I can still remember you know my first couple of days hopping on the phones how like how like, nervous I was you <laughs> know, like not knowing exactly what was going on and everything um and what I was gonna say so um just. Just learning that those like baby steps that I had to, had to take to get used to sales and like used to being uncomfortable and making mistakes, you know that that stuff has definitely been uh, super helpful for me. And yeah, I mean I'm I'm very glad that I found sales development. It's definitely not an, an easy job. I, I know that that's that's always said. You know, being a sales development rep is, is never easy. It's a very monotonous job. Um, but you're learning skills that. Just like you said, you're not, you know, really taught them in school that often, I'd say, depending on where you go and, you know, what kind of major you have. But they're super important skills. And I you know, couldn't be more happy with, with uh, where I'm at right now.
0: Yeah, I mean, you, you hit the nail on the head there with um, getting your feet wet, being comfortable, being uncomfortable. Uh, so talk about, you know, the first couple opportunities in sales getting on the phones, making sure you were hitting the phones? Because obviously, um, you know, cold calling and and whether it's cold calling or even inbound, uh, you have to make those calls and and not be, you know, scared to talk to people. Uh, Mm -hmm. So how did you make that jump to making sure, hey, I'm just going to keep calling and and grind it out?
1: Yeah, man. I mean, from, from my first job, kind of getting used to being uncomfortable is just, Having a having good uh, coworkers, I'd say, you know, they because they kind of went through the same thing. You know, obviously, unless you're just a natural, you know, speaker, just naturally used to having those conversations, like it is kind of weird at first. So uh, just 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 you know, being able to talk to them about it and understand what helped them to get comfortable and what they do was super super helpful. Um, I mean, I would say that also just keeping in mind that you're just having a conversation with another human being. And it's, it's kind of the same as, you know, chatting with your mom, with your friends, it's really no, no different there, but uh, yeah. And, and also just keeping in mind that you're talking through a phone, they don't know who you are. <laughs> you don't know who they are. Yeah. It's, it's just, just a totally different beast. And yeah. I mean, I think that just, just thinking of things like that and having people that are supportive around me, Definitely made it pretty easier just uh, jumping out on the phones right away.
0: That's awesome. And when you're selling a meeting, because obviously in sales development, you're essentially, you're not closing the deal. uh, You're selling time. So Mm -hmm. what do you think your success has been, you know, being able to get through some of the objections? And what do you think, you know, some of the challenges can be with just trying to get somebody to get to that meeting
1: yeah man uh it's definitely in 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 art i would say <laughs> <laughs> selling time is not easy especially if you're talking to people that are high up in and our companies and, are, and that are very busy i mean here at octa it's definitely a challenge to to sell that time and you really have to be sharp and be quick within the first you know 20 seconds of your call if if, if not less i mean uh, and then also just let them know that you're kind of on the same level by using, you know, kind of like their lingo. And that's something that's kind of helped me here at Okta. You know, w- w- actually, when I reach out to prospects and I say, hey, this is Jaya calling with Okta. Uh, and I actually learned this from my buddy Talbot, but I, I'll I'll now say, hey, this is Jaya with Okta Identity. This is Jaya with Okta Identity and Access Management. And that's kind of just setting the frame for the for the call within like, okay, like, maybe this person does deal with um, with identity first company, maybe he doesn't, but if, you know, if he does work in IT, then he'll maybe, you know, pick up, okay, this guy call. I mean, kind of knows a little bit about IT and maybe security. So kind of just sets a frame for the call from there on out. And um, yeah, I mean, I think that just knowing how to like match people's tone as well is super, super important. Something that i kind of picked up, I mean, just, you know, knowing okay, is this person going to be talkative? Is he not? Can I <laughs> ask a lot of questions or not? Um, yeah, it's it's all definitely helpful to think about how I can get around to that to that ask because that's again, you know, that's all that we're doing is asking for time and making sure that the value that we're showing is going to make sure you know is going to make sure that that time is going to make sense for this person. So, uh. Yeah, again, it's it's definitely a skill. And I'm I'm still learning, you know, still trying to have have conversations with with um my mentors at Okta that are AEs that have, have gone through these roles and have now, you know, moved up because of their prospecting and outreach skills. Um so I would say that you know that's always super important. And one thing that I've been trying to do is a lot of A-B testing, so just testing different talk tracks back and forth, whether it's um, you know trying trying to ask how someone's day is, or maybe you know uh, the next time not asking how someone is because maybe they're they're super busy and they don't you know really care about me and <laughs> and, and uh, why I'm calling. So just trying to hop right into like why me, like why now, and why are you going to want to take this meeting? <laughs> Basically, uh, so yeah, that's that's kind of the you know some of the things I've been working on and thinking on in terms of asking for that for that time. I'm not sure if that was helpful or not.
0: No, no, yeah, that's perfect. I think uh, you touched on something as, you know, earlier with matching their tone and doing A-B testing. When you do that, have you seen any success with social selling or, cause I know uh, LinkedIn is a very powerful tool. Is is there any room uh, for yourself and your role to do that type of thing? Or is that with, with it being more inbound, um, are you able to do that at all?
1: Uh, I mean, I, I pretty much can do it. And I have been working on that. You know, that's, that's a skill that I'm really trying to build right now because I think that moving forward, it's going to be very, very helpful within sales. Uh, I mean, so the leads that we have, there'll they'll be prospects that have maybe went to a virtual conference, maybe they went to a webinar, but they're not always sponsored by, by Okta. So I'm sorry, I'm sorry. They're not always hosted by Okta, but Okta will normally be a sponsor and a, a booth up. So they can check us out. But a, a lot of the times they, they may not, they may just register. So that So that can kind of make some of these calls pretty cold. In, others, in other in uh, other cases, you know, people will will contact us, and and those go straight to the inbound team. So they'll reach out and say, "Hey, I need single sign on. I need multi factor on top of apps," um, and and that'll be pretty quick. Uh, but it, but yeah, as far as trying to reach out to those those leads that may not know too much about us, I think that using LinkedIn is really helpful. I mean, sometimes on on calls, if if I can't get the time right away, because normally. um, I guess normally at Okta you will want to try to get the meeting within the first touch if, if possible, but if they're, if they're busy uh, and if, if they want to chat later, it can be helpful to ask, you know, Hey, is is it okay if we can connect on, on LinkedIn just to, you know, have, have another place to maybe speak briefly about, about identity or about security, about your role and things you're focused on. And that can that can be pretty helpful, I'd say. Um, I've definitely got a few connects that way. And I think it's nice because it allows them to, you know, see your face, see that you are who you are. You're a business professional working for a company, you know, and, and, and that you're actually trying to help them out if if possible. So I think that using LinkedIn in that sense has been helpful. And then in other cases, I will sometimes, you know, connect with someone. Um, before I connect with them, I do do my research, you know, pull up their LinkedIn profile see if there's anything that I can bring up on the call that will be <laughs> relevant. And yeah, uh, if maybe, you know, see if they don't pick up or if they do, and maybe they're busy, it's quick talk. I will just, just, you know, shoot up a quick connection, say, Hey, like Jaya Williams with, with, with Okta just left you a message, wanted to follow up here as well, or, you know, thanks for chatting. Thanks for your time. And I think that just having that other way that, uh, to touch the prospect is very, very helpful because you can send emails, you can call, but that's just you know a third way to do it. So yeah, I think it's super helpful for sure.
0: Yeah, multi, multi-channel approach uh, is certainly helpful, especially, I mean, obviously the phone is never going away and we also have emails, but trying to hit a prospect, a lead, what have you through that multi-channel uh, can definitely help when uh, you're trying to hit those numbers.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yep. <laughs> so, <laughs> yeah.
0: so as far as like, you know, the culture, Acta, how would you describe the culture and what makes it special?
1: um uh, man, I would say it's 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 a great culture. Um just one thing I'll share just just right off the bat. I actually met with a uh, customer success manager. So we have this thing through through Slack where you kind of link up with, with a new person within the company every other week. And it, it gives you the ability to set up time and chat with them on Zoom, you know, just maybe just send some messages via Slack. But I actually hopped on a Zoom call with a customer success manager. I didn't know anything about his role uh, prior to meeting with him. They didn't know much about what they do within the sales cycle. And now that I know, you know, they're actually fully, you know, fully uh, post-sales, post-sales cycle. So, but yeah, I mean, he he actually shared with me, He I, I believe he came from Oracle before and Worked for some other, you know, big name companies, and one thing he told me is that now that he's at Okta, he's been here for a year or two, and he hasn't really had a moment where one of his colleagues or or coworkers hasn't gone out, um, and you know, done something extra to try to get something done for their team or or for that specific project or that or that one account. You know, people are going out and uh, doing more than what they have to to be helpful and to, uh, you know, yeah, you know, just help others to push to be successful and i think that that was super cool to hear because he had a, a a bunch of experience you know 20 30 years of experience and was saying that this is one of the first companies he's been at hasn't had any of those experiences yet and um definitely is, is always great to hear and you know i mean one thing is when i was looking to to choose to work at octa um i just love their their uh, core values and one thing that is really big within the company is is our transparency and everyone is, is okay to share their, their uh, tips and tricks and, you know, kind of help you to learn new things. Um, I actually was able to meet with, with the CEO as well, with, uh, with uh, Todd McKinnon. He, he um, actually, I actually matched with him on the same Slack that I matched with the customer success manager on. So it was, it was amazing to get 30 minutes of his time, man. I mean, he, he uh, founded the company um, back in, back in 2008 has been through a lot and, you know, gave me a bunch of great business experience um, on on his end, and you know, told me kind of what to look at to you know learn about businesses more and to help to to uh, progress myself. And we actually host um, host meetings every 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 Friday that are you know company wide, and Todd will address everyone and you know, talk about what's going on, share things that you know are top of mind for him. And I think that just having that transparency within the culture is huge, and uh, it's definitely helped me to learn a lot about how businesses run, just by meeting new people and hearing about what they do. Um, and it's it's crazy because all of this is happening while we are remote. <laughs> so I I'm I am learning a lot, meeting a lot of people, and being able to do this um, at at the company while working remote. So I you know I'm just ecstatic to be able to hop in the office and take advantage of learning from. Um, from all the colleagues in person at some point,
0: hopefully. That's awesome. Uh, so, talk about the onboarding process and what was that like? Given that you know we've had you know stay at home and and you know working from home. So, have you been in the office at all?
1: Uh, I actually only only went in for my final job interview. I was only in the office for about an hour. Wow. Uh, yeah, but uh, I. I did meet a couple of people there a, a couple of managers and weren't my manager and, and and my manager but the whole onboarding process was 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 very cool I'd say you know it's it's pretty it was very interesting to me i mean technically it was my third third you know real job and um <laughs> joining on uh from a computer was but uh <laughs> i i did <laughs> i did learn a lot uh pretty quickly just from from Zoom and from all the resources that we have access to, so I would say it was it was smooth. It, I would say yeah, it was as smooth as it could be based on the circumstances, for sure.
0: Yeah, same for me. I was onboarded at my current role now, and I couldn't be. It was it was very smooth. The, I mean, from the time I was, I mean, my calendar was booked uh, from the morning to the afternoon. I'm sure yours was the same with meeting people from different departments and uh, training with your current role, uh, and it was just very, very smooth and something that you know, not, you know, you had the onboarding process from uh, virtually. It was helpful because instead of going from room to room or here to here in an office, you take that mm-hmm. you take that virtually, and it it cuts down on. Um, you know, it cuts down on a little bit of the work uh, that would be done in an office.
1: Yeah. Yeah, man, it's pretty cool. And actually, yeah, uh, I meant to ask you, how, how has the job been for you so far, Adam? Um, I know that you're starting new out at, at uh, Cyber, correct?
0: Yeah, man. It's a startup. It's really awesome with, you know, being an SDR myself. And, yeah, sales development, uh, we are, majority of our leads are inbound as well. Uh, I was in an outbound role before, and I'm not sure if you've done a, a more heavily outbound role, but uh, that can be a ton of a challenging, challenging uh, aspect. I mean, that was my first outbound role uh, prior to coming mm-hmm. to the And yeah, man, that was, I mean, that was total grind. Uh, you know, people just, they, they they were more, they were less, they, they didn't even want to talk to you and you had like 5 seconds uh-huh. to pique their interest so yeah i mean coming from an outbound to an inbound was uh definitely uh really cool cuz it's totally different and yeah mm-hmm. i the inbound side is is definitely uh you know you're less like you're still wanting time but they're they're willing to talk as long as you keep them on the phone right yeah man <laughs> yeah <laughs> So talk yeah. about uh, some of the challenges uh, with, within your role that have, you know, been, have been presented throughout you know, the current situation as far as the pandemic. Um, how, how has Okta been able to pivot uh, with, with its sales team uh, given the current circumstances?
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's a great question. Uh, I think that the company's done a really great job of dealing with this to the best of its ability. I mean, I feel that, you know, I, I still have pretty good contact with my manager, with my teammates. We will often do like zoom dial downs and stuff like that. So we will all hop on zoom and throw ourselves on mute and just, you know, rip some dials and whoever gets to connect <laughs> will just, you know, take ourselves off mute. And so that's, that's kind of our only way to kind of hear, hear each other's pitches while we're reaching out to prospects. But um, oh,
0: that's cool. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Yeah. I mean, that's, <laughs> Yeah, it's definitely helpful because I I haven't had any time in the office, um, and we also have this this uh, app called Gong where we can listen to people's calls that are that are recorded, and that that definitely helped me just getting started. So I could, you know, hear some of the better calls, hear some of the worst calls because, as you know, you know, it's it's kind of impossible to be like right in the middle. You know, a bad call here and there based on you or based on the prospect how how they handle you reaching out to them. So. Um, it's 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 definitely helpful to be able to hear that. Uh, wish I could hear it a little bit more. Obviously, within the office would be a lot easier, but I think that it's helped me though to really develop my own uh, flow to making calls and you know kind of focus on what I'm doing. And then you know it, it also kind of prompts me to say, hey, I think I should you know start to reach out to more people and hear what they're saying to, to try new things and you know do things like listening to podcasts and you know, learning new, new tips and tricks to try out on the phone. And, um, it's definitely helped me to be like proactive, I'd say. And, and yeah, also Okta has been super supportive of, of, it as well. I mean, just having, having those types of, of dial downs, we even have them countrywide as well. So to listen to, to BDRs from the West Coast pitch, and then from, from Central as well, from, from uh, Chicago, it's definitely helpful to hear and connect with those people. And, I, I would guess that, You know, I probably wouldn't be connecting with them as much if if we were within the office here within in, in D.C. and you know, I'd be more focused on my team and uh, the the uh, A's within my office and not really, you know, reaching out to the others as often. At least I would guess. You know, just because I don't have anything else to do, <laughs> I can't really can only really tap anyone on the shoulder. So uh, <laughs> yeah, it's pretty funny, but uh, yeah, it's it's been an interesting experience for sure.
0: Yeah, and I love Gong. Uh, we use Gong as well. It's a very nice. powerful tool. I mean, I am I have the Gong app uh, for those SDRs who don't have that. Get on mm-hmm. it. Because, <laughs> I mean, <laughs> I mean the, uh, uh, having Gong, yeah. I can listen anywhere, anytime. I mean, you know, I mean, you, you want to have a social life too, but, I mean, I can come home because throughout the day, I'm trying to book meetings. I don't have, I mean, especially, you know, I don't have time during the day to listen to a call. I mean, I might get time, but when I'm trying to focus on getting uh-huh. meetings, hitting my quota, I really don't have much time to listen to other people's calls. Uh, so uh-huh. I utilize it, you know, when I come home and have some downtime, I'm in, I'm in Gong a ton. It's, it's very awesome. It's a great tool. Um, the platform is very user friendly and I really hope, uh-huh. you know, I really hope, you know, a lot of, it's very well recognized in the industry and, I hadn't used it until my current role now and I'm very happy and pleased um, with with having that because that besides Salesforce I mean that having that ability to not only listen to calls but listen to demos um, you know mm-hmm. ease uh, that's huge as well
1: yeah yeah <laughs> man that's true. That's actually interesting because I actually actually haven't even used it for that yet, and you know, um, I'm not sure what what happened, but uh, I, I guess there there've been more laws with blocking the recordings of calls. But a, a lot of the calls that are being recorded now are, are only like A meetings and meetings done over Zoom. So that's actually a great great, I haven't utilized it to that degree yet. So I'm I'm definitely gonna start to listen into those calls because I'm I'm always interested in hearing their pitches and everything like that.
0: Yeah, and when I was in S D R at my last company, we had so we had to listen in or we did listen in to the demos we set. Um mm-hmm. obviously it would take it would take a little bit of time um from our day to day, but we so as my last role, I would sit in on the demo to see, okay, what is this AE saying? You know, did I set it up right? Because obviously you want to set a meeting and, and you've done if if the meeting goes through you did your job as an str bdr but obviously that's not you want to make sure it was a good meeting because if it's not mm-hmm. qualified then it's like well you want to make sure it's qualified because then the ae gets paid if he closes the mm-hmm. deal <laughs> so <Yeah. laughs> so you know that's you know having that ability you're especially going just listening to uh you know, they're when they have the meeting or setting them up for success um, is huge because they're ha- the SDR uh, AE relationship is very. You know, they're your customer essentially.
1: Yeah, yeah, for <laughs> sure. And I'm, I'm actually trying to work on that more because uh, you know that's my my goal to move up to a strictly outbound position where it's basically all, and we have like pretty uh you know pretty in depth relationships with with a e so just working directly with with certain territories and so so that's that's what I'm working towards next and I really do want to start to learn more about that like relationship i mean, I think that being able to work with my manager one on one here and there and, and and work with reps sparingly as as i you know pass up meetings is is helpful, but I think that that is you know, something that's huge you know being able to communicate with them effectively means everything and can make your job and theirs, you know, 10 times easier. So that's a great point And it's definitely key within being a successful SDR because they can make your jobs a lot easier.
0: Yeah. And, and what I really enjoyed about my last role is, you know, coming into sales development, um, you know, I was new to the industry and my last, what I was really successful at was setting quality, quality meetings. And I think, you know, uh-huh. my my numbers, like the number of meetings I was setting wasn't as high, but my quality, you know, that's the balance, the quality of the demos, you know, I was setting, I mean, I had, you know, demos with Shell, I had demos with Verizon, I had yeah. demos with a lot of Fortune, oh. a lot of Fortune companies. And I think, you know, that's when I'm getting, you know, an inbound lead here. You know, it's always great to have logos because then even if it's an enterprise, um, you know, our sales cycle here is can be as quick, you know, as quick as it as a week, you know, if they sign. Um, so it's always good to mm-hmm. bring in key logos because you know that, that could be that could be more money um you know for the AEs. So as far as the inbound leads, you know, how does that how is that managed as far as you know, assign the leads and how does that work? You know, how they distributed uh, across the the BDR team.
1: Yeah, it's pretty, it's pretty interesting. So um, they're just kind of passed out as, as they go. I mean, I'll get leads from all over again, even in Canada, Mexico, et cetera. And a lot of them are mostly just people that have went to conferences, Mm -hmm. maybe downloaded a white paper website we're just poking around and then just maybe one or two maybe like one or two a day if if that will be people actually reaching out or trying to reach out you know sometimes it will not be you know actually sales sales uh sales opportunities but um yeah people do reach out and, and uh, contact us but yeah i mean day to day we have a lot of leads to shuffle through and you know reach out to whether we're throwing them in, in sequences Throwing throwing dollars on them and then sending personalized emails based on the, on their level, um, but yeah, I mean that's that's pretty much how they're how they're broken up. I'd say. And do you
0: have a system that like automatically assigns leads to the team?
1: You know, I I, I believe we have a marketing team that mm-hmm. works. You know, strictly. On Salesforce, uh, I'm not sure how how big they are, and again, this is you know my my lack of knowledge is due to not meeting everyone <laughs> and not and, and not being able to go out to HQ yet. <laughs> but yeah, I'm, I'm I'm pretty sure we have a marketing team uh, or a few individuals that will like um will pass out leads and and designate them and also move them over to people when it makes sense to. Um, and actually, I, one thing I forgot is I've actually been been working fairly closely with, with 1AE and forgot how I I mean yeah I, I I can't believe how I forgot to mention this, but I've been working with with 1AE that's actually fairly new to the role. I think he's been in been in seat for about six to seven months. But what I've been working on him with to help me to build my my cold outreach muscle um is you know reaching out to his his call out so you know companies and opportunities that they didn't really fall through or close actually should I say but they they definitely showed interest and stayed stayed within the, the uh, sales cycle for a little while. So I've been making some cold calls to them and seeing seeing if we can re-engage the past couple of weeks and also creating sequences alongside with 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 my Dylan um and trying to you know figure out what we can do to close these for him and you know help me to get some quick meetings that uh, so having that to, just to do on top of my day to day leads that are coming in and my my working leads that I've already tried to reach out to is definitely pretty pretty helpful to you know mix up what's what's going on you know like what am I doing to to build that outbound muscle and uh, learn about you know trying to trying to bring back some more money for the company really to the pipeline.
0: That's awesome. I love that. And, and sales development is awesome. Uh, the culture seems amazing. Uh, talk about how the organization. Uh, promotes diversity and what they've done to help you know assist or promote the current you know uh, situation that's going on with uh, you know around the country
1: uh, I mean within, within diversity I mean I know that ocTA definitely you know you know they'll they'll hire anyone who's who's qualified I mean I've seen people join in the role that <clears throat> are in their you know mid mid thirties you know maybe they're they're just hopping into sales, but they really want to get into it, and they've showed that that drive and that um and that initiative, so n- no matter what their background is you know octus still gives people <clears throat> chances and I think that um I think that they are really great for that. I definitely know a lot of people that are brand new to sales and maybe they're brand new to selling technology, and octa's given them a chance and it's 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 nice that they're still hiring right now if you 're out. Throughout the pandemic, I know that a, a, a lot of spots have been open. They're actually hiring um, new people on my team. I think we have two new team members starting out on Monday from um, from different backgrounds. Um, so yeah, it's, it's 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 definitely great to see that, and it's great to see that the company is still able to grow during these trying times. And I know that um, you know, as a lot of other bothering things have have happened, you know, within within the Black community and within other communities, I know that our, our CEO and our leaders have been, you know, strong and have been more than supportive with reaching out. And um, those are conversations that, you know, during during that time when when things were a little bit more heated, I'd say within, within everyone's day to days, uh, you know, we would always start our meetings with you know check ins, just having 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 managers check in and say, hey, how are you doing? How are you doing? You know. What have you been thinking about just not, you know, t- just not talking about things that are a little outside of work and just realizing that, you know, we are more than just, you know, let um, me, yeah, sorry. We're not here to just do work, but also to be, you know, human beings together and, and, and work together. And I think that that was, was helpful for me and definitely for my, for my teammates. And I was able to reach out and have great conversations with others within, within the company uh, just to hear about what's going on and to learn and to educate others. And again, like I said, Todd, the CEO, does it. Um, he does a great job of being transparent and you know really, really uh, showing where he stands on matters. And I think that um, you know he does a great, great job with that. Definitely makes me feel very, very comfortable here, for sure.
0: Yeah, definitely. And as far as you know, race and equality. How do you think we can move to a future where everybody is, you know, on the same playing field? What do you see, and what do you think needs to change for that type of future to happen?
1: Um, to, I mean, coming from me, I would say, as yeah, I mean, as as a, a black man, I mean, I I think that um I have. A lot of great friends that are of all races. Actually, a lot of my family actually is is um, Caucasian, and I mean, my mom was actually adopted. I, I haven't had a, any problems with um, family or friends that are close to me with you know having any 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 type of race issues. I never feel like <clears throat> I'm an outsider and all. And I think just having people around you that are able to accept you for who you are and understand that everyone is equal is is, is really important. And I would say that, you know, obviously I've had some encounters that weren't, you know, comfortable for me and were very, uh, uh, scary and not, not welcoming. That's definitely happened multiple times, but, you know, those are mostly encounters with people that I've, I've never met, never, you know, hang around and stuff like that. And I think that just knowing that there are people out there that, you know, really don't care too much, about other races for some reason or about equality. It, it is scary, but um, also knowing that there are people that are good out there um, that I can see within my friends and family and, you know, people that I want to meet and, and grow with, you know, people like yourself that are able to ask and, you know, want to learn about what's going on within within others. I think that that will definitely make a huge difference moving forward. I mean, just, just uh, taking a step back and realizing that, you know things are always going to grow and change and that we should move in the right direction as things are growing and changing um you know just just learning and calling people out also when when people make mistakes and say things that they shouldn't they should understand that you know that shouldn't be repeated and it's not going to be be a beneficial to them or to who they're who they're addressing no matter who it is i think that you know being able to call those people out and having having their friends and family call them out uh will definitely, I think, I think make a change, but um, that's about all I can, you know, come up with now. It's definitely a topic I've thought about a lot, and um, I think that having those conversations is the first step for me, at least.
0: Yeah, yeah, and just talk about early on, you know, throughout childhood, and what lessons you learned, you know, about equality, diversity, inclusion, because obviously, I mean, um, I'm from Jacksonville, Florida. Moved to Maryland in 2002, and I live in Howard County now, and it's a very diverse community. I'm very thankful that I am where I am uh, because obviously it's one of, you know, it's a very diverse uh, community. Uh, So talk about, you know, what lessons you learned, um, you know, throughout your childhood that um, have helped you throughout your life as a professional and during your time in, in school as well.
1: Yeah, I mean, I think that just learning how to meet new people has always been helpful. I think that I've always been a pretty personable guy, and, and that's why my my marketing teacher, like I said before, wanted me to hop into sales. You know, I'm I am pretty pretty personable. Like, I don't mind holding conversations with people I don't know. I I, I think that that has helped me um, to really like, grasp that concept of you know. Uh, just knowing that everyone's not going to be or, you know, everyone won't look like you or do everything like you. But everyone deserves the same respect and, you know, to be treated how you want to be treated. And I think that that's that definitely helped me. I mean, I actually growing up, I went to three different high schools. So I went to mm-hmm. a city school. I went to Baltimore City College. I went to Delaney High School, which was a county school in the in, uh, county in, in a Baltimore. And then between those two, I went to the park school, which was a private school, which was on, on the smaller end. And I was actually just thinking about this the other day because, uh, they were totally different environments. Each, each one being in a city school, being in a county school, being in a private school within Baltimore, totally different. Um, I mean, city college was huge and I would say there were a lot more African-American students there and it was great to be around them and be able to bond with them. And, um, also obviously they were students of other races as well, but um that was more of the majority there. And then uh also a bunch of kids too. I mean, uh definitely in the thousands. My my class sizes were huge. Um and then moving over to Park, I mean that was a smaller end school. My classes were like five, five to, to ten people at most, really. And um and definitely, you know, the the flip flop in, in in terms of like race and it's it was easy for me to you know bond and and meet new people there and never really had any issues with you know race problems or feeling like i wasn't included and maybe that related to you know being on a sports team for most of my life and you know being able to play and relate to other people of, of different backgrounds and spend a lot of time with them and also make friends outside of that was was definitely helpful for me um and yeah, I mean, moving on to Delaney, same thing. Also, totally different from the, from the other two schools. I was only there for a year, and it was actually my my fifth year as a senior. So, um, actually, yeah, I mean, I would say that the same thing goes. I mean, I, I definitely felt like I was I was included in in, in things, and um, was able to meet a lot of cool people that I'm still friends with um, to date, and. Uh, I think that just being able to take into account and know that people believe in different things, whether it's like religion um, or just their their upbringings and just knowing that people are going to be different and kind of understanding and staying true to yourself and your family um, is definitely always helpful. And that's always helped me, I'd say, to being able to build, build new relationships, moving into the yeah, business world. I mean... Definitely have have uh, have felt a nice transition with that, you know, being able to meet new people that um, I'll I'll never oh yeah that I wouldn't have met if I hadn't made all those jumps in high school and um, just being used to that process has definitely been very helpful to me.
0: Yeah, that's huge and and that's that's instrumental as well. Uh, talk about your family and who has been the most you know impactful as far as you know as. Helping you throughout, you know, your time in school and and throughout your professional life, just to to continue to grow and and progress no matter where you go.
1: Well, I would say like definitely my my parents they've been super supportive. They're you know great great parents. Um, always have showed me love and have pushed me to be my, you know my best self, um, whether I be in the classroom, in sports, hanging out with, with the right people. They've always helped me with, with things like that <clears throat> and have always supported what I've wanted to do. And that, that's that been super, super helpful for me as well as my my family, you know, I have great aunts and uncles. We just have great relationship overall. And again, you know, a, a lot of my family is from very different backgrounds. Um, we're not all, we're not all blood, blood, um, Related, so it's 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 funny, but we're all super close, like 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 we are. So uh, yeah, I mean that that's definitely helpful for me. I mean, I know that my my grandmother is also very very was very instrumental in, 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 in helping me to grow up and be you know a great young man to the best of my to, of my ability. And um, you know, she's the one who who, um, who had adopted my mom, who had adopted my my aunt and, and my uncle um all from different races in different areas so uh it's definitely pretty cool i mean just knowing that i have them behind me and then i have a strong backbone like is is very very helpful for me to you know grow and end up progressing and moving up to, to to college and stuff And i met my my uh, girlfriend maddie i mean she uh-huh. she's also been very very helpful for me as well um you know, just helping me to stay focused and on the right track in terms of like, when I'm not spending as much time with my family because I'm I'm away at school and now, actually now I'm actually moved out, um, living in Rockville with her. And yeah, it's super, super helpful to have her beside me and, you know, to know that I can bounce ideas off of her and bounce, you know, goals off of her, you know, knowing that I want to get this achieved at work this week. I want to do this, this day, or, hey, I got this done. And she's saying, okay, well, why don't you try this? You know, th- there's always new things to look at within business, and I think having that like relationship with her has definitely helped me to stay driven within work, um, and just you know, obviously it helped me stay focused too. Um, yeah.
0: Yeah, I love that. And being, you know, what's your favorite thing about learning about new cultures, and you know, what's your favorite thing about about that?
1: Uh, just. Just learning new things, i mean i mean uh, actually I had the 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 opportunity to travel to El Salvador with my church oh, wow. uh, when, I, when I was in high school, yeah, and it was it was a mission trip it was amazing one of the best experiences i've I've had in my life so far i mean you know i I met people that they, they didn't speak the same language as me at all um i i I didn't know too much of it either, and um yeah, I mean they just they just live life totally different down there and I went down with with some great people from my church and um we we traveled a lot, tried tried new food, um just, you know, sh- seeing how people view life differently in different areas is really interesting to me and I think that having those experiences are definitely priceless and you know, if if people are fortunate enough to 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 be able to travel, I think that it's always always helpful and I mean, for me, just, you know, being on there and helping people in El Salvador that are in, you know, a third world country, it's it is it is very sad. I, I saw a lot of stuff that was sad and, you know, definitely brought tears to my eyes at, at, at the time. And um, it was it was helpful, though, for me. or I'm sorry. It was it was good for me, though, to know that I was able to help and, you know, play with the kids, you know, play play sports with them and like relate with them in ways that, you know, it's it's kind of like universal where we don't speak the same language. We can play soccer together, we can play basketball together um I think that that was that was awesome and uh the the uh, group that set it up you know they were great great people, and they actually go down there fairly often i think that i think that, that trip is done yearly and um our church had had some great connections down there and uh was was a great experience got to meet a lot of great people um and yeah try tried bunch of new things.
0: As we close things out here, uh, you know, what is something? What is your wake-up song? Uh, you know, or a song that you gravitate towards to make sure you you're pumped for the day?
1: Oh, that's a great question. <laughs> uh, <laughs> um, you know, let me pull up my Apple Music really quick. <laughs> here. I don't, I don't have one off, off the top of my head. Uh, but let's see here. I would I would say something about Drake uh, Drake is pretty uh, he's pretty in in inspirational to me I'd say um, throughout his music and like things that he says and uh yeah just his his persona overall I definitely nice. always feel pretty, pretty pumped after I listen to Drake
0: nice are you a logic fan at all
1: i am i I don't love logic but I like him actually and <laughs> yeah. you say, man you actually sound a lot like him at. <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah, he he just he just dropped a new album uh okay. yeah and I, I was listening to that yeah it, um, like you said, yeah, he has some uh some good stuff so i've I've been uh checking out his new album uh no pressure,
1: yeah, yeah, man <laughs> I just wanted to say first of all, thank you so much for having me. This has been a great experience, this is my first podcast, first time talking for this long, uh so it's <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> it was definitely. Yeah. definitely really really exciting and interesting and you definitely motivated me to like listen to a lot of podcasts leading up to this and even listening to yours was very helpful to me learning about how others went about their uh, yeah like went about their day-to-days whether it's in the, the sports industry or within just sales and tech or anything i mean it's very it's very great you know what you're doing man definitely appreciate it and can't wait to see what's coming next for you man for sure
0: yeah i appreciate that yeah i started i started uh this podcast uh doing guests back in may uh i was i started the podcast you know uh during during the pandemic and i was like you know i i really want to continue using my broadcast experience and how do i do that and anchor anchor's a great uh platform because i can record a pot you can record a podcast and then it distributes your podcast, you know, across course, uh, Spotify, Apple Podcasts and others. And it's it's really easy. I mean, I can record we can you can record any time. And then um, it's it's really awesome just to have the platform and I, the interviewing part. It's I love that, too, because, you know, I, I can talk, you know, I can talk. Uh, but it's it's more beneficial uh to have guests and, and tell their stories. Um and that's what I enjoy. It's it's really fun having uh people come on and, and use their time to just learn about them and have them tell their stories.
1: Yeah. Yeah, man. It's 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 <laughs> huge. It's huge. Thank you. Um but yeah, I mean throughout the rest of the day I'm not really uh too much. else. I, I may go <laughs> swimming, try to get out a little bit. Uh yeah, uh, man, how nice. about you? You have
0: uh yeah uh, nothing nothing too much uh, just uh, taking it easy this weekend because we are going to um, on Monday we're going to have a power dialer introduced to our uh, workflow so I'm very excited uh, for that uh, the power dialer so we won't even have to uh, manually dial too much it'll automatically do that so I'm very excited uh, for, for that coming on to um, our with our sales process.
1: Yeah,
0: yeah, man, for sure. <laughs> yeah, that'll be helpful. Yeah, I mean the the click to dial. I mean that that takes a lot of uh, it can take some time, you know, out, out of your day and trying to figure out. Okay, I gotta go to my lists and see who to call, but it's gonna automatically do that. So I'm I'm very excited and and interested to see how that's going to uh, you know because we're supposed to be so essentially it'll be basically connecting with people all day long. So. I'm very mm-hmm. excited to see that I haven't worked with that type of software um and sales development yet, so I'm very excited for that um you know as as s d r you know like you said it's it's a grind but you learn a ton you learn a ton and for those people who are you know still struggling to find that first job sales development is a great way to start right mhm yeah. <laughs> yeah yeah if, if you're
1: business it's it's great uh i've I've talked to a lot of leaders now. And, you know, even even some of the personas I speak to on a on a day to day that are CTOs or IT directors, some of them started in sales, in, in some in some type of sales. And even even CEOs that I see, you know, I'll always check out people's LinkedIns now that I'm prospecting a little bit and see that, hey, this guy, this guy started in sales. Now he now he started up a whole company and like, you know, like obviously they just mind a bunch of our business here you know, just, just learning how to communicate with others and um, talking about what, what you can do to benefit others' businesses. Yeah. It's just, yeah, there's just so much to pick up within the role. Yeah.
0: Exactly. Exactly. Uh, Well, any, any final thoughts uh, before we close it out?
1: Yeah. Yeah. Adam, thank you so much, man. Appreciate it a lot.
0: Jair, uh, pleasure's all mine and uh, have a great rest of your weekend.
1: Thank you, man. Same with you. Stay safe. And uh, thank you again. Yep. Bye. Bye. Take care.